The Feminist Coach Academy podcast is proudly supported by Perk Digital, podcast management and marketing for professionals and experts. For more information about how podcasts can help you build your career and business, visit perkdigital.com.au. Welcome to the Feminist Coach Academy podcast, where inclusive feminism, business, and coaching meet. This podcast is proudly brought to you by the co-founders of the Feminist Coach Academy, Naomi Arnold and Cameron Aaron. We are feminist life and biz coaches, both passionate about helping coaches, therapists, helping professionals, practitioners, and entrepreneurs integrate a feminist lens and perspective into their businesses, life, and client practice. On this podcast, we plan to help you do so. Now let's get started. Hello, welcome to the podcast. Welcome to episode three of season five. Cam here again with Nay. Hey, Nay. Hi, Cam. Hi, all. So we are back together again this week, and we thought that we would share some amazing shifts and actions that our students, some of our students have been taking because we're so proud of them. And there's just been They've been doing a lot of great work and we thought we would share some of the shifts that they've made in their business and their life clients and just also with their personal self. And so these are shifts that students have shared with us, students that have completed the training and gotten their certificate of completion. And um, it's always fun to see those, um, to see people doing that. So yeah, we'll just get right into it and hopefully it will help you get a better idea of some of the changes that could happen for you as well in joining the training and what you could expect and look forward to in the training. All right. So the first quote that I'm going to read is this. Learning about the different isms and the different social identities we hold and how all these impact and affect our ability to show up and navigate the spaces we're in allows me to have more compassion and empathy for myself and understand why it is so hard for me to show up in the world. It has taken some of the pressure off because I used to think that there was something deeply wrong with me without taking into account all the trauma, systems of oppression, and social structures we live under. At this stage, I don't know if I will start a coaching business or not, but if I do, then I will ensure that my website, copy, and business has a strong foundation rooted in feminist coach theory. And regardless of whether I have a business or not, I will continue to invest and educate myself on these topics because I recognize that this is a lifelong journey of learning and unlearning about these systems of oppression. And I believe this is important work that all of us would benefit learning more about. I am still connected to someone from the group and have monthly catch-ups where we talk about where we're at and our struggles and remind each other to keep moving forward towards our goals. 
if I do start a coaching business, then I know that I have the support of this person to be accountable to the teachings from this course, and I can hold a braver space for my potential future clients too. I think this is so beautiful. Um, There's a few things I wanted to touch on here. And one is, you know, this feeling of thinking something is wrong with you. And that's actually quite a common realization that people have in our training. Not that they think something's wrong with them, but that they realize that they have thought that way. And they now realize that there's absolutely nothing wrong with them. And it has been society and systems of oppression that have told them otherwise. And they have beginning to unlearn that social conditioning and unlearn that internalized oppression. And I love how they're clearly interested in accountability and actions and continuing to show up and take action and be accountable, right? Like they're still having conversations and meeting up with someone else who's doing this work as well and and where they can support each other in accountability and and showing up for what they want and the changes they want to make. And then I noticed that they said holding a braver space, not a safe space, because we so often cannot guarantee a safe space for everyone because safety is going to mean different things to different people. And so it's really about that brave space. I feel like, yeah, this person is very intentional and I love it. I really love that one too. And I love how it it's it really shows one of the what might seem obvious but powerful impacts that learning and applying feminist coach theory can have. And that is when you realize, like fully realize how your inner world and your thoughts and, and your beliefs. And yeah, and and everything that you do is in relationship with the outer world and how you've been socialized and all these systems of oppression. That just having this realization of that relationship between them and the interaction between them and the impact it has on your life and and then the same thing for your clients, how that in itself can just be a such it can just cause such big shifts in your in your life and in it being able to take better care for yourself and and in you, how you show up. And I just love that that was articulated so simply and so powerfully. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to read the second one that we have here. There is so much that I have learned in the program. I observe about myself that I enter a space now only through the lens of what I have learned. I am aware of my own identity, socialization, and privilege. And do not ever assume that the other person or group is the same. All the isms taught during each module were deeply transforming. I deeply appreciate the emotionally honest and aware speakers. The integration calls were interesting, insightful, and gave me more to think about. As a mindfulness and well-being coach, I have to bring awareness into this space, meaning I can't be selective about what kind of awareness I offer. Becoming aware and learning to see all the isms I cannot unsee. And it is my responsibility and accountability to offer that space as well. I can do that through offering a safe space without it being ableist, being aware of my privilege and identity, and talk to my clients and groups about it, using the right language of an intersectional feminist 
and coach. And they talk about doing that in different places, like on their website, social media, and in their private life too. I have learned to integrate my learnings and continue to unlearn. I am still in the process of building my praxis, expanding clients and figuring out exactly with whom I want to work. However, my plan is to additionally work with youth again and integrating the FCA material will be most important. As I mentioned above, feminist coach theory is embedded in my coaching and meditation space. It simply has become a part of me. I just really love how, like that last part, how it says it simply has become a part of me and how at the top of this quote, they talked about how they can't unsee this now, like every time they enter a space that feminist coach theory is there and and, and it is showing up in, in how they interact and support others as well as themselves. And it kind of touches on that piece we were talking about before as, as well around that, that powerful realisation and shifts that can come when you bring self-awareness and social awareness together. Absolutely. Yes. I love this so much. And yeah, just echoing your what you said and yeah, how the awareness now is everywhere and you can't unlearn what you've learned and how beautiful that is. Okay, so the next one. Since starting FCA, I got a consulting gig that has given me the opportunity to implement body and humanity affirming policies and procedures at my startup. And I have felt deeply grateful for the ways FCA has opened up my thinking to consider all of the people whose wisdom and teachings I can draw on. So I don't feel quite so alone in this process. I am currently striving to help this company move away from the ableist assumption that humans can and should operate like machines, which disproportionately exploits people of color and anyone who doesn't identify as a cis-hetero man, and to instead foster a culture and company handbook that affirms and acknowledges that humans need rest, community, and support. I think I am currently in a period where devotion to feminist praxis needs to look like embodying the slower, more intentional, and less visible ways of being that counteract the urgency and chaos that define systems of exploitations. I don't really have much to add. I I just think it's awesome that they're really bringing FCA and feminist coach theory to their work and with this company. And I love how they ended with, you know, realizing that they're part of this work is, is a, you know, more is slower and more intentional and just, yeah, slowing down to digest and to just, get away from that sense of urgency that is part of white supremacy culture and and all of that. It's also a great example, isn't it, of how even though feminist coach theory has the word coach in it, that <laughs> you don't have to be a coach to integrate this work into your praxis. And I think it's a great example of how you can build that into working with a company and, and in your personal life as well. Absolutely. Do you want to co-create a new industry standard for helping professionals and entrepreneurs like yourself, where you are devoted to the praxis of inclusive feminism in your life, business, and client practice in order to truly serve yourself, your clients, and society in more nuanced, whole, 
liberating, and long-lasting ways? Then we invite you to join our Feminist Coach Theory Training. Go to feministcoachacademycourses.com to enroll today. We hope to see you in our community and co-create this vision together. So the next one says, I actively integrate what I have learned in my business and client practice by always including or introducing a feminist perspective in every single consideration of possible issues that may be the cause of someone's distress. I have always held the awareness But prior to my learning at FCA, I was always uncertain and therefore lacked confidence in how to bring clients' awareness to it too. Now I can fluently make it an active consideration, bring it out in the open and dialogue with them about how patriarchal conditioning is very real and needs to be looked at and managed in their lives. That one change, that one shift in awareness is so enlightening to the people I work with and has prompted them to start to make changes from the bottom up in their lives, changes in their families and relationship with their spouses, whereas prior they were feeling isolated and alone and blaming themselves for their issues and their perceived inability to cope. Another important shift for me has been a more empathetic attunement with the men I counsel and coach. I no longer hold a kind of silent and subtle judgmental stance with them. I'm proud of the men I work with who are willing to take a hard look at the inequity inherent in the privilege they hold. I'm more compassionate and can hold a neutral space for them as I see some of them trying to live up to societal pressures to be a man, in quotation. I've also made changes to my website with Cam and Nay's guidance to send a message to potential clients that I am open to and want to be inclusive and accepting of everyone in my practice. I always felt that in my heart, but was unsure how to put words to it. Now I have learned good boundaries around when and how to work with people around race, sexism, sexual identities and preferences, and when to refer them on to experts. I was at a loss before, but now I can point them to specific people who have been my teachers at FCA. There are quite a lot of things that I really love about this. And I think one of them is how it illustrates what I think a lot of people feel before they join this training. And that is that they know something isn't right and they know that there are issues and they just don't quite yet have the confidence or the language for articulating them yet. So It is really exciting to read that the training helps people like this person feel more confident about bringing up these things in their client practice and in their life. And and then, of course, to see the huge shifts that it, it makes with their clients. And that must be really rewarding for them to witness and I know it is for us to then read that flow-on effect is just beautiful and of course it's always exciting to read too that they're referring them on to the wonderful people that are teaching in the faculty (laughs) in the FCA because they truly are brilliant. Uh, Yeah absolutely and I love that they are working with men to unlearn patriarchy and and oppression and 
I think that's something I want everyone to understand is that all of the systems of oppression affect all of us. And whether it's, you know, the ways that we're oppressed or the ways in which we contribute to oppressing others, right? And so we all need to unlearn this no matter who we are. And, you know, it doesn't mean like, I know there's a lot of people who don't want to work with cis men for, you know, various reasons. And some of them are, you know, legit and you don't have to, there's no one you have to work with. You know, you can always say no, but I think also realizing that there might be people that share different identities than you, that you could very well help and support, and you might really enjoy it too. And, you know, who better for them to turn to than you, a feminist helping professional who has learned these things. Okay, I'm going to read the next one. And this is kind of more of like a bulleted list. So this is someone who is saying, who is writing out how they've integrated their learnings. So they start with degendered their business explored their own gender identity, talked with friends, family, and my three-year-old. And they said there is a great opportunity where they asked, "Are is someone a boy or a girl? And this was an opportunity where they were able to, you know, kind of insert their gender learnings. They have considered which voices were missing on my child's bookshelf and getting a range of books to address that. Helping clients to name the isms in their life, building social awareness. Reviewed my website and made it more accessible. I recognized and removed some language narratives. I've like, I've quote unquote, I've been in your shoes, so I know I can help you. Ew. Yeah. That is kind of icky, huh? Uh, Icky. (laughs) Um, So they go on, they say added learning slots into my diary so I can continue to develop and expand my learning turned my attention to where I have privilege and prioritized that as an area for learning. I've read some books about ableism, for example. Being more intentional about where I focus my energy so I can have greater impact. For example, I no longer fight, quote unquote, random strangers in Facebook comments. <laughs> Trying to let go of perfectionism in, in, in my anti-oppression journey. Noticing my defensive responses and sitting with them instead of reacting. Oh, that's such a big one. As they said, I did previously. Moving forward, I'd like to explore accessible pricing models, including inclusivity check-ins into my business reviews and reconnect with my own cultural roots. I love this. It's so practical and I'm very practically minded. So I'm, I'm all about this. and. Yeah, just like getting very practical. Like, what are the actual actions that we can take here? And what have I done? What am I doing now? And what am I going to do? Yeah, really, really good stuff here. Yeah, it is really good. I love how you broke that down there because that's exactly what they've done. What have I done? What am I going to do? And when I'm going to do it? And they've built that in in an ongoing way to review and come up with new things that they're going to do. That's great. I think I've got the last one here. And it also has a little bit of a list. So this person has said, number one, I have learned that feminist theory is more practice than theory. 
I have learned that feminist is a path and a process rather than a bunch of steps or checklists to fulfill. I have learned how much I am at the same time oppressed and a, a part of the oppressive systems. And I am ready to learn, make mistakes on my way, be ready for feedback and ask many questions, more than answers I might find perhaps. Number two, I have changed my languages and I have started to react to oppressive language more often. I have started several discussions with my family, friends, clients about the language, mainstream marketing practices and definitions of health and well-being. I support some organizations helping marginalized people. I have started to be more aware of the effects of trauma on my clients, also my business clients. Number three, my reading, attending feminist business conferences, using services offered by people who are being disadvantaged by patriarchy, promoting movement and yoga for all sizes, writing critical texts, supporting and promoting FCA, and by growing my own feminist business. Thank you for this training. It was rich and sometimes breathtaking. Wow, that's quite a statement. <laughs> it's a big one. I also really love the first sentence around realizing that feminist theory is more a practice than theory. Yes. Um, because that's obviously something that's important to us, that it's not just about the theory, but the practice and the ongoing praxis of, of this work. So that was exciting to read. Exactly. And a lot of times people can kind of get stuck on the theory and not really move into that action space. Um, yeah. So, yeah. And I guess that's why we have frameworks that we lean on heavily in the training to help people move along from the theory to the analysis and to the action and you know, including the liberatory consciousness model from Barbara J. Love and some other frameworks too. So, yes. Yeah, that was great. Absolutely. Well, this has been really fun to share. And we hope that you have, that, has, that it has inspired you as well and given you some ideas for some actions that you can take and ways you can learn more and become more aware. And of course, we welcome you into the training if that's something that you would like to do. So you can go to feministcoachacademy.com. There's a few different trainings that we have. We have the full training and that's, you can access that. The sales page for that is feministcoachcourses.com. But also we have an aware and inclusive package. It's a smaller package at a much lower price point. So if you're don't have much funds right now, or you just kind of want to like dip your toes in, but not fully commit, the wear and inclusive package is a great one. And you can find that on our website, feministcoachacademy.com. And yeah, anything else? I think that's all. Um, thank you for listening. And it was fun to share. I'm so glad that we have you know, that we get this feedback from people so that we can actually pause and reflect and see the real impact that these teachings have on people and the different ways that they are integrating it into their individual context. That's really cool. So thanks for listening to us share excitingly these things. <laughs> Absolutely. 
Well, thank you all again. And um, yeah, we will come back on the podcast next week. Stay safe. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Please go to www.feministcoachacademy.com to learn more about our training, to grab our freebies. We have a number of freebies available for you and to learn more about who we are and to listen to more podcast episodes. Make sure you are subscribed to our podcast in iTunes or Spotify and that you're following us on social media at Feminist Coach Academy on Instagram and Facebook. And if you love our podcast, we would love it if you would rate and write us a review. That would be amazing. Thank you so much. Have a joyful rest of your day.